Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm Andy Hanasek, Senior Editor of Food Processing Magazine. In today's episode, Eric Mittenthal, Chief Strategy Officer for the North American Meat Institute, joined me during last month's International Production and Processing Expo, or IPPE, in Atlanta. We discussed the Institute's Protein Pact initiative, its success thus far, and its goals moving forward. We also talked about what any segment of the food industry could learn from how Protein Pact has brought together processors toward a common goal. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me. We're here at IPPE 2024, day one. It's been a great day from my perspective walking around the show. Um, but I wanted to sit down and talk to you a little bit about um, something I know that's near and dear to your heart, the uh, Protein Pact. And we're going on here, you know, three years since it was kind of formally launched. Um, give our, our listeners who are not just in the meat and poultry industry, but in the food industry in general, a little bit of background on why the Protein Pact exists, what the goals are, and and maybe even a couple of the little successes that you've had in the three years that it's been in existence. Yeah, so we started back in 2018 with nothing except for an idea uh, from our leadership that was we need to, as an industry, be more proactive and less defensive and focus on earning consumer trust. Um, as a trade association, historically, we have always been kind of the defensive group for being the shield for our members and our industry. And we, our leadership really had the recognition that that approach is not an effective approach towards earning consumer trust these days. And consumers are bombarded with all kinds of information about the food that they eat. It's not specific to, to meat in any way. And so, they're looking for information from trusted sources. They're looking for more transparency from the food industry as a whole. They're looking for um, more proof points of why they should continue to enjoy the products they love. And so we decided that we needed to really take that proactive approach and build a transparent framework that's built on data to demonstrate to a consumer audience how we are uh, making progress uh, with the end goal of, of earning greater trust in our products. Um, we measure consumer trust on an annual basis, and consumers generally are pretty neutral about the meat industry. Um, and at a time when people are trusting pretty much everything in society less and less, it's a real challenge to even maintain a, a neutral stance. And so I think from a, a very basic level, the fact that, that consumers are neutral about, about us is a, is a good sign to start, but it's also an opportunity. And we took that opportunity to build a framework for the industry that aims to measure our improvement from a 2021 baseline, looking ahead to 2030. And we had nothing to start with except for this concept and we started by focusing on what are the key things that are most important for consumer trust, um, and identified those based off of research uh, as animal welfare, environmental impact, food safety, human health and wellness, and labor and human rights. And then looking to what are the key things that we need to measure within all of those to track over time, 
demonstrate improvement and really show meaningful progress? Uh, and then how do we communicate that in a way that actually uh, reaches consumers, um, gives them permission to enjoy the foods they love? Um, and, uh, and so we began that process. Uh, we, we originally called it Trust in Animal Protein. Uh, and that evolved into the Protein Pact. And Protein Pact really has a, a couple of different elements to it that are really critical. Um, one is the measurement piece from our membership, um, collecting data from members on a variety of metrics in all of those focus areas that show where we are now and, and where we're going to evolve to in the future. That includes some specific goals within there. Um, and then also a partnership with others in the supply chain, recognizing that we are just one piece in the meat processing sector and that we depend on, on collaboration between the entire supply chain to achieve goals. Nobody is going to uh, achieve uh, really ambitious goals alone. Um, and again, I think that applies to the entire food sector. Um, we really all rely on each other to demonstrate progress and, and show solutions. So um, we are partnered with um, beef, pork, poultry, dairy, uh, feed, uh, animal health companies, uh, and, and the goal really is to tie together all of their work in all those sectors with very similar focuses on continuous improvement to demonstrate progress. And um, the fact that we've been able to build that, um, build the framework that the industry is reporting data on, uh, are both massive successes. Um, really unique, I think, that um, doing it in a, in a partnership way that involves all the different uh, proteins. And as an organization that represents all the proteins, we felt like we were a natural umbrella to bring that together. Um, and so the biggest challenge to start was, you know, once we identify those topics, how do we actually collect data from the industry? Because we had no history of actually collecting any data from the industry. And so we began that, uh, first time we did it was in 2022 where we collected data from uh, about 50-something of our members, uh, representing about 90% of the entry by volume. So mostly large companies participating and sharing data on our metrics. Um, in year two, we grew that to 87 companies. Um, so pretty substantial growth. And we have more growth to achieve. But um, you know, all of the biggest and most of the medium-sized companies within our membership are participating. The biggest challenge we have is smaller companies don't necessarily have the resources to provide data. Yeah. And so that's really the, the opportunity for our evolution. Uh, at the same time, we have been actively sharing the work that we're doing, that our partners are doing, um, with really critical audiences. Um, you know, we don't have the budget to advertise at the Super Bowl. Uh, to reach you know millions and millions of consumers at once, and right. and, and the industry as a whole um, just doesn't have th those kind of resources. Um, so we we target people who are are trusted uh, by consumer audiences, whether they are health professionals and registered dietitians, um, leading chefs. Um, we talk to sustainability professionals. We talk to food systems influencers, um, and we talk to who are our, folks who are our customers in retail and restaurants. Uh, to connect to them as well. And um, we've done that over the last couple of years. We went to events like uh, COP27 and COP28, the climate change conferences, um, really had positive experiences there and moved the needle in terms of the way that animal protein is discussed in those venues. 
Um, and so it's, it's just all of those successes have, have brought us a long way. Um, where we are now is we've spent the first few years building something and getting members to participate, undergoing a culture change of getting the industry engaged in something, and now we actually have to show progress. Um, we have a strong baseline of data. Um, we're investing now on how do we show meaningful progress over the next several years in ways that benefits companies and has value to the industry to, to do this, recognizing that everybody's running businesses. You have to show you know, your business is doing well. Um, and so aligning it to their businesses and aligning it to what their customers are looking for. Because there's so much demand from the customers about what they are, uh, what, what they need from, from the industry, uh, from all food producers. And so aligning it to what customers are looking for makes it valuable for our members. And so that's where we are now. Yeah, for sure, and and you know we all know there's all these goals around different things, X amount of years, this you know sustainability or animal welfare or whatever it is. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Did were, were there any you know you mentioned a few of the successes that you've had and congrats you know while you're building this you're having successes that's great. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that ramps up now that you have the baseline. But were there any interesting tidbits or learnings that you discovered when you started getting this data or getting involved? And great to hear that the industry, the, the processors themselves are getting involved. Were there any interesting things that maybe caught you guys by surprise a little bit or, you know, you know just, just were, were out of sorts for what you expected maybe? I think the industry has the ability and is doing so much already, and that's not really a surprise so much, but having the data to back that up is, is just really helpful. Um, and so within the meat industry, we have a massive amount of history on food safety, on animal welfare, on worker safety. Uh, I think the, the again, not necessarily a surprise, but we, we've done less on environment just because it's been more a compliance-oriented topic for us. And so that's where I think the data shows that we're, we're, we're doing a lot, actually, uh, probably more than I expected initially. Um, but there's also room to grow and room for resources for the industry to uh, continue to improve. And so um, that's where we're focusing our energy is, is building in those resources to, uh, to help the industry continue to advance. So let's talk about moving forward, 2024 and beyond. What are the uh, you know one or two key things you all at the Protein Pact are are focused on, are, are looking forward to taking that next step in the next year or two? Yeah, I, think I can give you three things. All right, uh, yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, so, so number one is uh, expanding our relationships and, and connectivity to customers in restaurants and retail. Um, restaurants, uh, several major restaurants came to us over the last couple of years and said, we have made very ambitious goals for ourselves we need your help to achieve it. Again, going back to this idea that nobody's going to achieve it alone. Um, and they recognize they need to work together and they want to work with us to help them achieve those goals. And so um, really formalizing the partnership we have with restaurants and retailers um, and jointly investing in uh, success is, is really critical. Um, as part of that, um, companies are really challenged by the reporting uh, frequency and, and uh, complexity that is out there currently in terms of sustainability reporting and 
they, they want to simplify the process and our customers want to simplify the process. And so working together with them to uh, harmonize the survey process so that companies are not spending all of their time filling out surveys and can actually spend their time making improvements um, is another really critical piece. Finally, we, everywhere I go and I talk about protein packs, um, we have different types of partners come and say, I want to be a part of it. And so I think growing the partnerships, uh, bringing in folks um, who we have not been engaged with at this point is going to be really helpful and beneficial. And again, it's an umbrella for the industry to really collaborate and uh, demonstrate improvement together. So there are so many pieces of the industry that go into that. And so we want to work with all of them. And so we're really excited to expand those partnerships. So again, because I've got not just meat and poultry listeners, I've got snack, bakery, dairy, all kinds of candy, all kinds of processors. What would other industries be able to take away from the form, formation of this and the progress you've made? I'm sure other industries may or may not have something like this, but if they don't, what, what are some of the takeaways you'd give to those industries about you know what your your experience has been yeah there's value in proactive partner oriented approaches uh, collaboration no matter where you are in the food industry is beneficial uh, consumers don't necessarily equate uh, you know products with with you know, specific categories or whatever it, it, it's the food on their plate and so they're, they're thinking about it much more broadly in many cases and so there are some specific elements to protein pack that are unique to the meat industry animal welfare is a really good example um, when you talk about metrics around environmental impact, worker safety, uh, nutrition and food security, um, those things are uh, can, can apply it to anyone in, in the food industry as a whole, food safety as well. And you know some of the measures might be a little bit different, but uh, it really can be adopted, the concepts, by anybody in the food industry. Um, we're, I've taken a lot of calls from folks who are just interested in the, the, the process we went through. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of details around data security and things like that that um, you, you kind of get into the weeds on and uh, can be stressful for, for companies. Um, but we've been through it now and I get really excited to talk to others who are interested in doing similar work. Um, we're always happy to help and, and facilitate that. A lot of people helped in our journey to um, you know, provide guidance and um, you know, folks who had been through it in other industries. And so we're, we're excited to participate and help, help out whoever wants to. Um, so so the, the line of communication is open with us. And how do, you, how do you get maybe some of the processors in the companies who are you know, maybe a little timid about sharing their data? You know, how do you convince them to participate and you know, maybe they don't see the benefit? What, what's your message to them? It's all about the business value. Um, I think you know, one of the learnings we've had is we've done this with the broad goal of earning consumer trust. And while everybody supports that, when it comes down to individual business decisions, it's, it's, it's a nice thing, but they're not, they're not here to support the industry consumer trust effort. And so it really comes down to what is the value for your business? Um, and the way we've tried to demonstrate that is their customers are looking for this information. And the more that we can align it with specifically with their customers to show that if you do this, you will get value from the customers you're working with, um, it, it encourages participation. And um, you know, if they're not, they don't want to participate to, to benefit us, they certainly want to benef benefit themselves when it comes to satisfying their customers. And so that's what we've been working to do. Eric, thanks, I appreciate it. Before we go, anything else you wanted to add at all that we didn't talk about? 
I would just say for folks who want to learn more, uh, theproteinpact.org is our website. It has details on our work, what our partners are doing. Uh, meatinstitute.org uh, is, is another great website. And so I would encourage folks to check it out and uh, happy for, to talk to anybody who's interested in learning more. For everyone listening in today to our Food for Thought podcast, thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find more of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future and have a great day.